slash and cast. Welcome back, fiends, to Handle, a whisker presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. And tonight, we are wrapping up Ludophobia, which is the fear of playing games with the 2016 independent release, Beyond the Gates. Joining me tonight to uh, discuss VHS board games are my co-hosts, Holly and John. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Hey, and, uh, you know, obviously a pretty exciting week for, you know, genre fans out there. We have the, uh, we got the Megan Unrated Cut dropping on Peacock here in a couple of days. So looking forward to uh, revisiting that to see what sort of goodies that we missed since, you know, we had a pretty light discussion on Megan. And uh, while we all enjoyed it and gave it a positive review, you know, they were just a little bit missing uh, that, you know, we were really hoping to get. And, uh, you know, only a couple of days till we get to see that. And, of course, Friday, we have the release of Cocaine Bear in theaters, uh, which is going to <laughs> lead into next month's phobia, uh, which is Zoophobia and the Fear of Animals. And, uh, you know, I already was, like, going through movie titles that we could potentially visit on that. But we'll let you guys know what we got coming up uh, for the next month once we... Uh, Kind of like go through the short list and figure out what direction we want to take because there are a lot of like a lot of different directions that we could take with animals, considering that you know there are kind of like some other uh species that could like deviate into other phobias that could also be included in zoophobia, but no shortage of uh, opportunities in, in regards to like finding films to pick for that one in particular. But tonight we got Beyond the Gates. Uh, which has Barbara Crampton in it. And, uh, you know, one of the first things to notice about this movie, if you're watching it, is there's this run-in gag uh, about how hot Barbara Crampton is. <laughs> Anytime she appears on screen, everyone makes a note <laughs> of it, uh, male or female, to say, like, man, no wonder why, you know, Dad had this in the back. Yeah. Is that the thing you wanted to talk about? No, no. <laughs> Yeah, there was. I mentioned before we started recording that I wanted to make a stipulation not to talk about a certain thing until we got to it. Because you know how we sort of go through. Mm -hmm, we jump around sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. not, you know, to spoil that, like, for myself, I'll probably have a lot of negative comments about this movie. Spoiler. But, uh,. <laughs> And I didn't want to spoil, though, okay. a, a more positive aspect of the movie until we got to that point. That was it. <laughs> Just that's basically all I wanted to say. And, and then I wanted <laughs> to sort of say, without say giving away what I'm talking about, you may know if you've watched, if you're watching this podcast or to T and Holly, you may know what I'm referring to when I say one of the kind of that positive aspects of this movie 
which we don't really see until far into the movie. Uh, do you suspect you know what I'm talking about? Well, I mean, obviously I went on my tangent last week about uh, the movie not living up to the poster. But what what I would, like, my inclination of that is, uh, you know, there are some aesthetics that are teased with, within the poster itself that don't come into play until really the later half of the movie. That, that too, definitely. That too. Um, but I don't know. We'll just, we'll talk about it. Because as long as we don't kind of mention things that happen later in the movie, then it should be fine. Mm-hmm. All right. But, uh, but I do, that is true, though, I agree with that part too but that's not actually what i'm referring to specifically there's only one other mm-hmm. thing that appears later in the movie that's really well done but mm-hmm. we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there uh but before we start anything can we talk about john's shirt oh right so <laughs> i'm wearing i have my unita medical supply shirt <laughs> that i just got wearing today i just got it in the mail um, so. i like how you got it today and you're like let's yeah, put it on definitely oh there oh, we sorry, go thank you frame but yeah so i have my mm-hmm. unita shirt on which I, <laughs> I was glad to see i didn't realize they made them i should have known but it looks once great. i realized and like you were saying it even says Member of the or a member of Louisville Chamber of Commerce. There's a little note, and even it also says uh, the National Sign Company on, the, on there too. Great. But yeah, so Return <laughs> of the Living Dead, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. That movie's so fucking good, it holds up hard. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about another mm-hmm. horror movie, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and Barbara Crane is not in. Nope. Return of the Living Dead, but she is in another very mm-hmm. famous movie of that era, Reanimator, of course, mm-hmm. which may be the most, for horror fans, maybe the most famous. Are you? Yeah. Are you in there? Sorry, Lumia. And, uh, you know, it's that, that was like one of the, probably the first movies that people think of, but, you know, just going on the, oh my God, how hot is Barbara Crampton? I mean, the most recent movie, uh, at least Shudder release with Jacob's Wife. Definitely put that at the forefront, uh, more so than this movie did that we're talking about tonight. But anyways, so we have Beyond the Gates, which is basically telling the story of two brothers who are cleaning out their father's video store. Uh, he has gone missing. <laughs> and what ensues is, uh, you know, we, we kind of have like this, this side story of like the, um, the estranged... Uh, vanity shop where they buy this VHS board game. Uh, so, you know, you kind of got a little, like, Tales from the Crypt-esque mm-hmm. side story going on there, <laughs> which comes into play uh, w- with the ending. But basically, you know, you have uh, the one brother who is in a relationship. He's, he's a businessman. The other brother uh, kind of astray. <laughs> Hangs around the wrong crowd, doesn't really have a place to stay, uh, doesn't really have a job or anything. Which is a dead And Yeah, you know, and as, as, as soon as his brother comes back into his life, 
It's uh, already trying to leech onto him, you know, trying to, you know, find a place to crash. He needs to be fed. You know, he needs a bed. All of this good he stuff. Up on him. I uh, he was, he's having a hard time. He got, he's homeless because his girlfriend broke up with him. Although, oh, he, did, that although he did make it sound like it was more of an arrangement than a girlfriend. <laughs> like, I was staying with this mm-hmm. girl. I'm like, so she wasn't your girlfriend? Anyway, but, uh, yeah. I was a little confused <laughs> by that. I thought it was just his girlfriend who then came and hung out with him during the story. Right? No, no, I'm talking about the, the, the deadbeat brother. Oh, right, the deadbeat. Yeah, not and now the... And now I'm being hard on him by calling him a deadbeat brother. Yeah. But I'm just trying to say that you guys are being too rough on him. Well, no. well I'm just saying it's it's how his character was presented. Yes. Yeah, he, it's definitely meant to be like the one brother is the very straight laced. Right, he and... left the family. He, ran, mm-hmm. he basically ran away from the from, you know the family problems, which was, I think, what his dad's alcoholism and shit. And went and made a life with his new girlfriend and clearly has not dealt with those demons because he's very wound tight. And then the brother that stayed behind was the one that sort of like, you know, bandaged up his trauma with alcohol and um, random women. And the deadbeat brother wears the army jacket Mm because he's a deadbeat. And then the nerdy brother wears (laughs) the glasses. Yeah. And he has really dark hair. Yeah, because that's, you know, common um, among siblings <laughs> it's kind of the yeah <laughs> and so at, i just want to start also at the very beginning of the movie where the in terms of the aesthetic mm-hmm. that we see in the movie poster oh the my nice, god the opening credits are nice they are they have they're really uh you know they have that 90s feel and the coloring and it, it they're good you know, it's weird to comment on the opening credits but the opening credits, <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad because I like to say positive things about movies even when they're not as good. But yeah. this is going to be like tough, tougher to do with this movie. This I thing's going to get a tongue lashing, huh? I, <laughs> I want it, uh, there's going to be some catty shit I'm going to say about this movie. <laughs> I liked what I mean. I, all right. I'll, I'll, but, you know, we were talking a little bit about the poster versus uh, the aesthetic of the poster versus the movie, which you are right. It mm-hmm. is a. Uh, Catfish movie. It's yeah. a catfish yeah. poster. I remember I saw this movie when it first uh, was available, I think, on the streaming services, because I saw the the, the poster, uh, the poster yeah. or like the image, right, as you're selecting movies, and it looked very 80s. It looked very cool. It looked like it was going to be a decent, you know, 80s horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't look. I didn't look at the details that much. I was just looking for something to watch, and. Um, as soon as, it, as soon as it starts, you're like, "Oh wait, this is a modern independent movie." Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I I if I'm gonna I'm gonna say some positive things. No, yes, yeah, no. But uh, I I like the movie in the premise. Yeah, of course, it's got a lot of holes and it's got a lot of issues. But um, I felt like for an independent movie, they put their money where it needed to be mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So the special effects were not some cheesy, cheap CGI. They were legitimate and they were good i mm-hmm. thought you know like you know the the stabbings and the gore you know mm-hmm. that that was you know uh not even gonna say decent but the, it was you know adequate and <laughs> and i thought all of the actors were, were doing a damn good job or they did their best you know like i wasn't gonna ding them on that so um but those are my positives oh the production value was kind of crappy yeah <laughs> 
I so this is gonna sound super snobby. Turns but, out that cinematographers and editors are a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Uh, but the literally the after the opening credits, because you do get a little bit before the opening credits, mm-hmm. which kind of shows like a nostalgic shot of the family. Um, but then you after the opening credits, you get that first shot of the guy pulling up the in the car, mm-hmm. and then he kind of sighs and goes in. And no joke, I was kind of like, oh no, when that first shot happened, because there is a quality of low, certain low-budget movies mm-hmm. where, and I feel bad saying this, but it, this movie, I feel like, very much skates the line of not a real movie. <laughs> and that's harsh. It's mean that to is say. mean. <laughs> Well, we're not we're not talking like you bull like tax. No, no, that's the thing. I say skates the line because it doesn't. It never falls into that. That, but I felt like a lot of the early drama and character and stuff felt like the room, the Tommy Wiseau movie, like the kind of the feel and aesthetic and cinematography. It really was kind of reminding me of the room. Uh, but you know, but no. But, but that, that's probably for the best. But I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen a movie kind of of that style where it's kind of like the 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 genre. I don't know. This is just some a term. I'm sure this is a term other people use, but the the this is not a real movie kind of feel where it's like like paranormal activity where it's like you know the house is your cookie cutter. But even paranormal activity you know, felt more like that. Like, okay. This is more like... Uh, and I'm not talking about the fact that it was, you know, found footage. I'm talking about, you know, just the, the house, the furniture, the style of everything looked way more... No, you know what it is? It's not the uh, locations or like the... Um, or that part of it. It's the... It's not the set. The camera and the cinematography where it doesn't feel... It feels yeah. like they're using a cheap camera. That's that what I... Cheap. Absolutely. I mean, like... And that's why I was saying, like, who knew cinematographer editors were important? Because it, 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 it felt like it was missing the money that it cost to make it look like a room. Because, you know, I the one thought that I had, you know, early on, too, was I thought the actors all looked they all look good you know the you know the guys were like handsome and they were doing a good job and they looked they had a very unique look each one of them mm-hmm. and um i, I like it, i long story short i didn't think it was their fault <laughs> so no it's the look it's the look of yeah. the movie and it's kind of like the the kind of yeah just the look of it the, the cinematography the, the lighting yeah. the kind of it just didn't and they were doing, they were kind of trying to do that cinema, uh, uh, they were kind of trying to do that cinematic look of like the shallow focus and things like that. But mm-hmm. it just felt like they were using, you know, it was low budget, but not in a way that, uh, you know, felt like, I know I'm sort of struggling to do. Even low budget but, can be camp and be good and be right, like a movie. Yeah. Right. Like. I, I always compare to uh, the first Evil Dead movie, which mm-hmm. is ultra low budget or with non-actors and like think of like Cannibal the Musical. Mm-hmm. And 
I think <laughs> film is a big part of that. Shooting on film kind of helps make a movie feel more like a real movie. But you could fake that these and days. You I mean, it only came out in 2016. That's the thing is you can fake it pretty well now, but yeah, for 2016, it did feel like yeah a bit on the. And I just thought it was a, a um, issue with money, and that's why I was I made a point sure, of thinking yes, like they put the money where it counts yeah. with the actors, with like you know the special effects that they did have. But um, and it also uh, reminded me with of that the... hot bartender. She was really hot. Oh yeah, for yet. Uh, oh yeah, at the bar. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, nobody was making a big deal about that. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only about Barbara Crimp. <laughs> This gorgeous woman over here. Ah, she's fine. She's dating actually the biggest loser in town. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> and the drifter. <laughs> and there was also a strong feel in the beginning when they first get to the video store mm -hmm. and they're kind of interacting and going around the video store that felt was kind of reminding me of uh, clerks <laughs> like Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah. You know, uh, the video, the, obviously the video store, but them too, they were sort of like a bit reminded me of like Dante and uh, Randall from Clerks. Yeah, and I remember thinking that the clerk from that uh, that shop that they got the, the game from, like that guy was trying so, I mean, he was, I was like, man, that poor dude, that poor thespian. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for the lighting and the production, <laughs> he'd, like, he'd be doing out. great. You know, he got, you know, he reminded me a lot of, I forget the dude's name, and he's so famous uh, from Fright Night, the, the guy who plays uh, the, the mentor. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Roddy McDowell. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he just had that, like, you know, that vibe, and I liked him mm -hmm. so much, and I was like, oh, they're just making you look like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Not the, like, not like an eccentric. Should we talk about, I, would, I didn't want to jump ahead to, oh, sure. About that more? Sorry, we're talking about the movie, so we're talking about, did you want to go chronological? So, uh, the That's brothers. Ahead a little bit. Sorry about that. Sorry, we talked about this. Well, it's. It's, it's it's important to note. Like, yes, we mentioned like the father is missing. Right, which I um, didn't. What's what what's more important though is the fact that this is not something that is uh, uncommon. Mm -hmm. The father has gone missing several times before because he's an alcoholic. Uh, but the the time like the span of like how long he's been missing is a little bit altered here because he's been gone for I think this is like six or seven months. Uh, at this point in time, when they're starting to, you know, clear things out, like it's, it's it's pretty obvious. Like at this point, you know, they're just trying to move on, and you know, initially when they get to, you know, the video store, initially I'm just like, one, like you know, where's where's the back room? And then you know, they the one brother has the office key, and as soon as they go towards the office, I'm just thinking like, oh man, don't go back there. You know, he's gonna, your dad's like trying to throw you a surprise party like they did. Uh, in Scare Package, because that was, like, the other vibe I was definitely getting, because you see a lot of the VHS tapes, and a lot of them, you know, had, like, the handwritten labels on them. And, you know, they make the joke initially, and when they get into the office, like, oh, man, what could, what could be on this tape? Like, oh, maybe it's your mom and dad fucking. <laughs> like, okay, like, do you really want to see that? <laughs> Which, and so... The video store is definitely a real video store. Yes. I'm convinced that that was a, they filmed an mm -hmm. actual. Video store. Yeah, but in your in your and I think your thinking is right, and the movie was right that if there is a man that owns a video store like that, he damn well records himself having sex. Mm. And you know, there's got to be an adult section because <laughs> that's where the money is. The behind. Yeah. As uh, I mean, I I mean, I can tell you firsthand. You know, like 
the one of the only video stores that is still open around me 99 percent of their business is in the, behind the the, cur- the curtain <laughs> the beaded curtain the, the mm-hmm. it's it's all the triple guys, i don't think we have a video <laughs> store anymore um i don't there's that phase video or what's it called the one that's oh i don't know near tartine or whatever oh okay i don't think okay. they actually do videos anymore but they still have the the, the sign it's there, a coffee shop now oh okay there used to be a video store called lay video which was massive uh, here, but they closed down for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, I think probably during COVID. <clears throat> uh, but um, and there used to be a place that was so it was great. It was called Big Heart Video, and it was a all night, twenty uh, four hour cafe like uh, diner type of place. That's you know, like cool. burgers. And they had TVs at every uh, station, and they would play movies. Did you take a video t- with you? And yeah, like, they had video <gasps> rentals there, too. It was wow, cool. They closed that a long time. That sounds really cool. That's a, yeah, intriguing concept. We didn't have anything like that. That's really cool. Um, by, when I was going to college in Tucson, oh, shoot, there was this uh, video store. Fuck, I can't remember what it was called, actually, but I would go there nonstop because they it was massive, and they had so many releases, but really... It's so close to the college that it was all the artsy fartsy movies, you know, all oh, the all the foreign films and yeah. some and uh, in the adult section it was half adult section and half really sexual foreign films that are basically you know porn, like art, films. but they were art, <laughs> so it was it was hilarious, to, you know, and uh, um, yeah, so I, I had a lot of fun going there a lot. And- one of the things also that occurred to me when I was watching this, when they were going through the video store, was that, you know, there were all these real movies on the racks of the video store. And I was thinking, what's the, like, is there a copyright issue with this that I could see, like, a full-on Fargo cover, right, <laughs> prominently in the shot? Like, I, I mean, obviously it's fine, but I was like, I wonder if there was ever, you know... Somebody might send them a letter saying, "Like, hey, you're showing my my movie art in here." I kind of miss video stores now. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of nice to go interact with people, and although it's so everything's so available now, it had the posters, all the posters mm-hmm. up like in the office. Mm-hmm, yeah. and everything were clearly real posters that were actually up. In this yeah, place. for a long time, I'm sure that's that was somebody's because you know that's the kind of job you can do until you die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, run a video store, and man, like to be surrounded by all of those different movies and just run them out. You can watch them all day while you're watching the store. Mm-hmm. Like that's a legitimate way to like you know retire, man. Like that, I always thought that was really nice. Yeah, really- but then along came fucking <laughs> streaming. And now I don't leave my fucking couch. Well, not to take too much of a tangent, I forget it. I feel like we may have briefly touched on this in the past, but that VHS, now selling classic VHS movies, has become the crazy market. Has it? On, like, eBay, where you can get your tapes graded and sell them for, like, $50,000. But it's BS. It's wow. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, like, a... a um, this happened with classic video games, okay. people who collect like Nintendo games and stuff, where this fake kind of market of inflated prices of classic oh, I games see. Okay. Up, and now they're trying to pull the same shit. I am looking VHS. for an N64 and a copy of GoldenEye for Joe for one, for one of his birthdays. Really? Dude, that is a class. I didn't know Joe was, uh, that's it. I played that. 
All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna put together like a, a pizza party for you guys, and then I'll get you the N64. That is also a golfing game. On N64, I'm not aware of that one. Do you know about that one? You're too young for that. I'm. I'm. I'm sure there's there's a few. Um, I mean, I still have my N64. Nice. And my Super Nintendo. You looking to get rid of it? <laughs> when you, uh, I'm sure you can get it on uh, eBay for sure. Yeah, they're like 130 bucks for like that, and then like a couple, like a game or two. Or yeah, a lot of them mm-hmm. are bundled. Or even uh, not to like advertise, but uh, even like I think GameStop sells uh, that stuff too. Wow. Like, yeah, GameStop oh, is pretty okay. expensive yeah. though. Even though they give you like three dollars for your newly purchased game, yeah, you you would you would get a better deal. I used to have, with yeah, the no, GoldenEye was think. the game on N64. I used to play, and it has the quadruple local. Uh, yeah, you can play multiplayer locally. That's neat, which is really good. So they have to find the mm-hmm. TV that fits that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a like, whole it's thing. Like, yeah. It's a thing for sure. Mm-hmm. But one of these days, you guys are gonna get a pizza party. They might. They don't sell. We're on like a whole tangent. Sorry, tangent. Back to but they <laughs> not fun. Not fun. Not uh, fun. They have like the PlayStation One, where it's like a new version that you can buy, and it comes preloaded. You're you're talking about like yeah. the, the mini oh, okay. version. They don't have that for yeah. mm-hmm. do they? Uh, maybe I don't know at all. But I mean that. I know they did it for like the original yeah. Nintendo, and there's one for yep. the Sega. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll just look it up real quick. <laughs> I like how you're totally into this conversation. Just while we're... Classic uh, video games, which they did used to rent video games at the video store. That's right. Uh, I remember uh, if you didn't rewind it, you had to pay like $2 or a dollar or $5. I can't that's remember. That's The rewinding fee is yeah. bullshit. That and then... Really I know. They did that a couple times. Okay. Can't... Can confirm oh, they okay. did not make it. At least it. not yet. <laughs> My so. sister got us banned from one of the video stores because they tried to charge us for the rewinding part. And she, she gave them hell and we got banned. <laughs> and I was so upset. Because that was my only... your band. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> and we couldn't. Oh, man. And that, I mean, like, that was my whole life, you know? Like, I was my a God. huge nerd, was watching mm-hmm. movies. It was your local video store. Um, it was one of the new ones in town. It was always the old one that I could go to. So, but still, it was upsetting. I, I was going to ask if it felt like you were trapped in it the. It did feel place. like I was trapped in the. <laughs> no! <laughs> Yeah, you just needed someone to find the four keys. <laughs> but anyways, okay, so initially, initially, you know, we, we head to the video store. Uh, you know, they're still cleaning things out. Uh, then we go to the bar where we meet Hank, uh, who is the, the drifter, who is a, an asshole. Very uh, confrontational. Also, Bane's a hot, you know, <laughs> bartender. Uh, but, you know, there's... There, there's a rift really early on between a one brother and Hank. It's very obvious that Hank does not like this guy. You know, Hank has been the one that, that's been around uh, while the other brother had basically just been doing fuck all, you know, abandoning his brother, not being in the hometown, not dealing with all, you know, all the emotions uh, with the father missing and, and all of that. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it sets the play. And, you know, that, that tension between the two does come into play later on uh during you know one of the mm. key scenes not not key scenes and it's like a, it's a very pivotal part of the, the, the story key. but you know it's one of the yeah, first yeah. steps towards 
get into the actual Although, game. I hated Hank uh, because of this whole interaction, but then later the brother's like, uh, you weren't here. Hank was the one holding me together when my dad was falling apart, and he was there, and he came when I called him. I was like, you know what? Hank's kind of nice. <laughs> I was on Team Hank after that speech. Well, yeah, man. You leave Hank alone. Yeah. <laughs> also, the the actor who uh, plays Hank is uh, from my favorite uh, segment of oh, a VHS movie. I miss that. He is the guy who plays, um, he's in VHS Viral, and he plays the guy who buys who, one cloak. of Houdini's cakes. <laughs> and he is you like the magician. talk about that segment so I brought much, it up a few times. Many times, show. like casually, in conversation, not even in the show. <laughs> I think... I, I think they should make a move. They should make a full length movie out of that segment. That would be a good movie. I think so too. But he's really good in that, and uh, yeah, no, he's like I've seen him in a few things where he he's a good uh, kind of upcoming actor, you know, or you know, hopefully upcoming. But he 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 kind of does his thing in a cool way. You know, Turn me into a kitten. I'm not like him. Uh, he's very forgettable, but um, oh, Harsh. oh, we lost, we lost T. Oh no! He, I thought he for for a second it looked like his video froze. Uh, okay, well while he comes back, I guess I should take it back. I don't want to be mean to the dude. I just you know maybe he, he was just. Like but well, was I mean, you didn't like his character, or you didn't like him. Well, I didn't like the character. Well, I mean, clearly the character was made to be hated, right? And you hate him as a person. No, I don't hate him as a person. <laughs> I've never met the man. But uh, I just, oh, I, I just didn't think much of him. But it might have been because of how good he was playing Hank. Yeah. How good he was play, playing an asshole. And I didn't, and I didn't even notice him actually uh, in terms of like I, I remembering him from from another movie. So that, that's um, I'm gonna take it back. But uh, what should we? So he can, if we do a pause, I'm sure he can kind of edit it. Or Why don't you text him on it. your phone? But <laughs> I don't have Discord on my phone. I was wondering if we should message, because we can obviously continue if he's, like, he said it's storming at his place. It is storming he at his place. He might have had a black, he might have had a power Just, outage. Maybe we should continue with the so recording. So either we can, he may hopefully log back in, right? I guess we should just keep going. I think we should just keep going. Yeah, because he might, oh, if he had geez. a power, I know. If you had a power outage, we have to continue soldier on without him. Uh, and hope he should be able to pop back in if he gets his. Well, yeah, power he's the boss. Out. You know, yeah. he's the one leading the. And we are recording. And we'll keep recording from what we understand. We've seen that before. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Let's keep talking. Right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, T's not been uh, buried under snow. And if so, nah, no. Let's not hope it's. I mean, Chicago happen. is snowy. Yeah, that's true. My sister's out there. Chicago mm -hmm. area. All right, well, let's get back to the movie. So, okay. up-and-coming actor. He was in VHS. Not not so bad, huh? He was pretty good. You liked I, him? I, I like him in that movie. I think Don't he does a good person? job of playing that kind of character. Because he's that same type of character in the VHS story okay. that he's in in this one. Where okay. he's kind of that, like, that asshole. sleazy asshole guy. He does a good job with that, I think. But anyways, but he, yeah, he's like the friend. And... I miss the fact that the father was missing. I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. Yeah, I thought he was. He had died, and that they were back to basically take care of everything. And clean yeah, because I mean, because otherwise, why would you 
give a fuck. Yeah, and the whole fact that they were like cleaning up and shutting down the video store, it's right. like they were treating it like he had died. But if he was just missing, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you know, that's a wrap. Let's wrap up the video store. And maybe the and maybe the movie wouldn't have been about wrapping up the video store. It would have been about looking for their dad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Like if my mom's missing, like it's not gonna be like, well, let's go clear out the garage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been like, well, let's go talk to some people. Let's go trace your steps, go man. Put up some flyers. Go put up some flyers. Yeah. Well, I think that I think that, I guess the idea was that they were trying to say that like he was like a really um, he was like a sketchy, unreliable guy, and he he had dis- since he had disappeared in the past. They were kind of like, well, I guess he just whatever. Because that's what happened. He played the game and he disappeared into the game, right? And then, so there's no body. It's just he's missing, and then everybody's just calling him dead. Well, so they see Barbara Crampton. They play the tape, and Barbara Crampton says, wait, is it Barbara Crampton? Yeah, when she's like, to save your father's soul. Yeah, Yeah. because they're like, oh, no, dad's in hell. Well. And we have to rescue him. That's the thing. She wasn't very obvious about that. So, like, uh, they start playing the game. Well, actually, they, they start the video at the video store. And um, and then they take it home. Because the video was in the VHS, uh, the, the, the VCR in the, in yeah, the, in the, in the shop. Yeah. Which, like, he what, he played it there. Like, he just put out the board and, like, played it there. That's so fucking weird. What? Yeah, there was, like, this implication. Mm-hmm. That, that was the last thing he did, yeah. yeah. And that it caused him to disappear into the game. And that, you know, so furthermore, when they were like, oh, my God, dad's like in he's trapped and we have to get him out in this. I definitely had that moment of like, why would you think that? Like, why? Yeah. Was it your first like instinct? Remember, they're playing the tape and and uh, she says she's kind of doing the intro of the game. Right. And then she says, and if you want to rescue your father, you have to like do. Whatever. Rescue his soul, not even right. rescue your father, just rescue your his soul. And then one character, he's like, "What did she say?" And yeah. then, like, oh my god, let's but, go have dinner. Like, is that what that is that what they like break for dinner, or is that what happened afterwards? I can't remember. I don't remember. But, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, they didn't like say his dad by name. Like they just said to rescue your father, and they immediately interpreted that as their she father. was speaking to us and about our father. And it's like you know maybe in the terms of the game. Ooh, oh, he thinks that we're not recording, but he says you may have to log into. Wait, is he? I don't know. Should we exit? Because we might lose recording. Because we we can't do it without him if he doesn't invite if he doesn't get us into the. But we can here send him a message on. We'll pause because he can edit this, uh, and if not, then you guys can wait for a pause. But let's send him a message real quick. Um, do you want to send it on Discord? Can you do that while it's running? Maybe. Let's find out. Yeah, let's just do that, and then send him a message and see if he's there. Because if he sent us the message, he must still have power. His power, power went out. You just have to log into my account. Oh, okay, I think so he just wants like us to continue. Keep, okay, let's keep recording because we are. Hi guys. Yeah. So sorry about all the technical difficulties. So power did go out. Tease power did go out in Chicago. Wishing you the best. Snowstorm. Cuddle with that super cute dog you have mm. that looks like a teddy bear. 
And we'll finish the show. Yeah, we'll finish. Okay. Okay. So they okay, they start doing the video in the video store. They continue the game. And I think it was just to relax and do something. And I, I did remember that I liked that they went, like, because uh, Barbara's just standing there waiting for them to open the game and put down the pieces. Yeah. And then and he was like, oh, yeah, we have to open the board. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, they, they got it. They got to do this. And so they start playing, like you were saying. <clears throat> I think that, yeah, once they have dinner, they don't go back to the game. So after they got spooked out about dad's soul for some weird yeah, reason. Having to risk. They this. break for dinner, and then they have the whole, like, well, I need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I did think his brother was a bit of a day where he's like, well, I'll make you a deal. You do the dishes, you could stay. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it just feels really gross to be like, well, and why don't you massage my like, feet and you can stay? And yeah, that's are, like dad's house, right? not even his house. So, so why the fuck? Yeah, like what kind of... And he's the one that stayed behind to, take, to help out dad. So yeah. shouldn't he have more ownership of staying there than these people? But I liked when they played the board game. At, and this happens each time they play the game. But at the beginning when they first play the game... Uh, but when Barbara Crampton sort of says her lines and mm-hmm. stuff, they then they don't pause the tape, and the and the tape doesn't like do anything. It just waits. It's just, but it's just her like live action, just being like, like she's yeah. just sitting there, like yeah. not saying anything, just yeah, just like, being. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's not paused, it's not frozen or anything. It's just literally her sitting there waiting, uh, but. <laughs> And then, so, you know, not to jump into this aspect too early, I guess this is the right time to bring this up, but uh, Barbara Crampton, you know, the the great Barbara Crampton, she's awesome. Love her. But she this, does look good. And she looks great. She's, yeah, I mean, I won't guess about her age, but she's got to be older than me, and she, she's got to be... Because she definitely, when I was young and saw Reanimator, she was well. So I mean, she's got to be like even in, the, in Reanimator, she was like early twenties. Yeah, early twenties. So. Still would have been like what, like ten years older, seven years older than mm-hmm. you. And so she looks great for her age, and uh, for her, that sounds like a qualified. No, she yeah. looks great in general. But uh, but you would date Barbara. I would date date Barbara Crampton, but. Very much they did that low-budget horror movie thing where they're like, Barbara Crampton's in this movie, but really it's just her in those pre in those segments. Which looked pretty good, actually. I thought, the, you know, they look creepy and spooky and green. And she has some makeup on. And yeah, she's stuff. got, like, the, you know, the dark, you know, the dark gothy makeup. So she looks pretty good. So I bet when she made those, she's like, yeah, yeah. This will be great. Yeah. No. So that's the that's something I want to talk about. Actually, that, that is that was that, that the up. thing. Well, uh, no, not that. That's not the thing yet that okay. I brought up. But so she's a producer on this. Uh, she's not just in it, which is cool because uh, it's like okay, she's making that money producing movies, and that's really cool. But like, I feel like she must have read the script for this movie and been like, oh, this is cool and interesting. I'm I think the premise is get cute. involved with this. Yeah, the premise and probably reading it. But again, this is going to sound really harsh. But in the <laughs> final play of it, I was like, this is like, this is like, yeah, when, this is like that style of low budget horror movie where they 
they cl- they'll be like, we have this famous actor in the movie, like Plan Nine from Outer Space, yeah. like Bella Lugosi's in this movie. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, it's only for like a minute mm-hmm. and it's only in these certain circumstances. They're not really like a character in the story and you know it's just kind of like oh you know she's in it basically but enough to But if she's a producer say. she could have given herself more lines or done more to affect but the I, outcome. That's why I kind of feel like it was sort of like oh Barbara Crampton's in this movie. It was meant to more draw people into the movie than the fact that she's like literally in <laughs> like, and are you saying that uh, because she was a producer she wrote in a bunch of those lines about her being attractive no no <laughs> I would, that's, no 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 I'm just saying as a producer she uh, I feel like because I would have done the same thing well also I kind of feel like maybe this was more like she was in the producer role and then they were like you know if you were in the movie it would mm. help a lot and she's like okay like I'll <laughs> I'll be in the movie for a minute uh, but and she's kind of like you know uh, I can't remember the name of it but there's a famous VHS board game one of the more famous ones where there's kind of like the dungeon master guy who uh, he sort of narrates the game and he's like oh like you have to like do this and he wears a hood and has makeup and that was kind of her role Neat. in this but because in real life you know there are those board games. Says that looks like most of the east side of oh, most of the area, his area is down, power down. Then it said, "Rest in peace." I hope he's okay. I'm a little worried. <laughs> oh wow! It's gonna be like uh, the movie that we just reviewed. Um, well, what can I say? Best coast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's gonna be like you know. Um, the uh, movie we just watched and reviewed last week. No, not, or not Ouija. Ouija, the one before, where they had the hurricane party. Oh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, bodies, right, bodies. <laughs> Everyone's going to go crazy and start killing each other at his house. Oh, well. <laughs> um, who's going to edit our videos? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so going back to the game, uh, or going back to the movie, I really, I like the premise because I've never played one of those you know, VHS games. Mm-hmm. And in fact, now I really want to. I'm sure there's some sort of like version with, you know. Same. I've yeah. never played one. And so I really want to, I like board games and I, I like spook. Uh, I've never played a spooky board game. So I'm, I'm excited about trying that. And this kind of shit is kind of like up my alley. So I really like the premise in terms of like, wow, this, this can be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like they, you know, they just probably were very limited with their budget. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think you might know more about production than me, and I don't know what it is that doesn't make this movie right, quite right. Definitely, I think you said it though at the beginning, where it's the cinematography is not quite there. It's shot in a kind of a bit of an amateurish way, and also the editing is not quite there. Where mm-hmm. like scenes end in weird, awkward ways where the character will like it'll just kind of a scene will just sort of end like they would have a scene between the two brothers talking Mm -hmm. and then it would end and then it would cut to a new scene of the two brothers talking again in a new (laughs) location and it was just kind of like oh okay (laughs) you know we're just kind of doing this but and also to criticize a bit the board game (laughs) so also i scope scope uh the board game 
it's like, you know, okay, like I play bidding board games too. When they had that game spread out on the table, mm-hmm. it's a board. It's like five cards. And four, and four rooms and three and pieces. Yeah. And the space for the keys, you're like, that's not much of a board game. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it? Like, and really? also, they don't, the pieces move on their own, and they all we saw moving, right, was, oh, wait, they went from place to place, right? Did they move more than once? Well, or? first of all, yeah. No, that's something I wanted to comment on, too, is that they show so the board pieces move themselves, which I thought was kind of funny because of watching the Ouija movie last week with the magnets, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, obviously, like they're moving those pieces with magnets in the same way that we saw the sure. Ouija do it. But they made a point of showing every time that they did the board, they made a point of showing the piece move by itself, and I was like, damn, they're really proud of their <laughs> that effect. Like they're making a this point of showing really this. Brought, I mean, it's really brought out the mean girl in you. I know it did. It kind of did. Oh, like, man. They're really milking that effect of the movement itself. Oh my gosh! All right, so let's see where are we where are we. So, oh, so but also the board game. <clears throat> Again, to be catty, there. What is the game? What even are you doing? Like, they move a piece to a room, and then that room so- seems to sort of correspond to a real action, room, yeah, real something life, yeah. in the real world. And then they go do that. Like, in the first one, they move it to the room, and there's that doll. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, by the way, this is where I have to call out kind of the filmmaking. This reminds me. They're like, okay, <clears throat> something that, first of all, they look at the board and they go, that looks exactly like our backyard. There's an X on it. And literally, the There's picture a... is like a bush. It's like a drawing of a bush with like an X in the back. And I was like, that looks like in your backyard. Maybe they're really familiar with that X. Maybe they grew up with that grassy X. You don't know. And then, <laughs> and then they actually show them go to the backyard. And oh, I was like, and then they show the backyard from like a top-down view. And I was like, that doesn't look like it. That doesn't look like the image. It doesn't. You're not selling me on this. (laughs) And then they dig up that doll. Mm -hmm. Which, and then again, it's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'll just, I'll stop qualifying all my negative comments. I'm going to be generally. Just be bitchy about it. Let it it, it flow. (laughs) But they dig up this doll. Yes. But you don't see a hole. Nobody digs. And I'm like, this movie can't be that low budget that they weren't able to like dig a one foot hole in the ground and show us a hole in the ground. <laughs> Who's going to dig that hole, John? <laughs> There's no so. hole. There's no digging. But they just, all of a sudden it cuts to them and they're like, oh, we have the doll that was buried. And then, so this gets to the point, this gets to what I brought up at the beginning of the video that I didn't want to bring up until we came to it, which mm-hmm. is uh, he gets the doll and you have, they have to take the key out of the mm-hmm. doll. And he cuts it open and pulls the key out. And then in real life, we see the jerk character. Yes, he's at the bar trying to, you know, hook up with his old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm, okay, and let me just, before who's you finish. Way it, too good for it was him. way too awkward. But my, the, my my most annoying thought at that for that scene was that, so he's bothering her, right? So she starts her shift and she's like, oh, brother. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, he's a loser. And then it turns out, like, they've been seeing each other yeah, and he's done her wrong. I'm like the fuck is this shit like 
And he's super sleazy. He's super sleazy. She's super hot. And I'm like, this, what is this upside down world? This doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, like you were saying, he is the he's the drifter, which we didn't mention. There was a card flip, which indicated that the key would be inside of the drifter, mm-hmm. which is a little doll that looked like the drifter as well. So when they opened it, it was them opening up their body, like a voodoo doll. They opened it up yeah. their butt, buddy. And uh, what was really funny though was that the girl's trying to help the man, yeah. and then out of no well, then. <laughs> Yeah. Blood spray. yeah, she gets sprayed entirely <laughs> with his blood, and it's 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 like uh, where his body's off camera, so it's just her getting doused in blood. Yeah, and I I that tickled me so much. I laughed so hard. Yeah. I was like, "That's great!" Yeah, I'm like, I love that totally. And the the way they did it too was really well, where it just it completely sprays her, and then it just cuts away as yeah. soon, right after it happens. She's like, "Fuck!" Totally. <laughs> And, and I, I love it when they do that, though. It's just like, com- like just completely drenched. You're like, fuck, that's hilarious. Totally. And that's what I wanted to hold off on talking about until we got to it. Because for me, I thought this movie was like, I was like, fuck. Like, this movie. I'm not going to get through this. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> slow and boring and not well written. And, and not, yeah. And, and everything. And then when that happened. I was just like, oh my god, like that was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was really fun, yeah. Holy shit. Like, and then like his intestines, everything's just coming out. Yeah, his intestines dating. are coming out. <laughs> yeah. And the girlfriend gets like thrown in jail for this. Yeah, yeah, because, somehow she got blood. Well, because there's no other way, there's no other way it could have yeah. happened, right? I mean, if you're a cop in a small fucking town, and we already saw the cops that they have in that fucking town, mm-hmm. like this guy split open, hanging out with his ex. Yeah. Who's way too good for him. And um, there's no weapon nearby. She's the only person around. He is split open. It's not like an accident or like like a medical condition. (laughs) Yes. So like it made a lot of sense that she would have to take the heat Mm -hmm. because there's no other explanation. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And that was the thing was that. Oh, and did you notice that in the little doll when they take out the key, it's bloody? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was fun too. Yeah, and so that was the weird thing for me with the was that it will kind of I guess we can I forget exactly how it plays out again, but there's like two more things that happen like that, like somebody gets their head blown off, I think, or part of their head. Um, let's see. Well, they um the second test was the cop, right? Oh, yeah, the cop goes crazy, which I was like, why is the cop going crazy He's not again? going, he's, like, possessed. Yeah, he's possessed. And he shows up at their house. But he just, ran, he, it felt random when he was just like, all of a sudden, I'm a bad guy now. They sat, they kind of make them look like non-participating characters where he's just mm-hmm. like. And that guy was very much reminding me of, he was, like, Chris Evans' like, less talented brother. That's. I feel like that's a huge compliment for him. But didn't he vaguely look... He kept rem- I was like, he vaguely looks like... Chris. Is that the Captain America? But not... I was going to say Chris Evans' ugly brother, but I thought less talented would be less ugly. <laughs> <No, laughs> Alright, if you say ugly brother, I can, I can deal with that. So I was like, no, that's... No. <laughs> he was like the Dewey character from Scream. <laughs> Oh, too bad to use that. Oh, that's, that's right. He loves this movie. movie. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, and I really hated that scene so much. I mean, it's, the, the, the blood was fun, but that scene of him, like, coming in and then the guy's hiding behind some 
really small boxes in their backyard. Oh my god. What cardboard the boxes. Cardboard boxes that were pristine, just built and empty in their backyard for no reason. Which this is gonna be a random complaint, but some if if there's an audience who watches this show, I'm not actually certain. I don't mean that in a negative way as like ah, you're, that's but just to ourselves. It's just to ourselves like because we don't believe anybody actually watches this show, although we know we somebody have, personally who like, does watch the show. Oh, I don't know if he's watching anymore. I think he got over it. No, is he done? <laughs> he's like, nice no, he's probably like, nah, Tina. But <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. What the boxes, backyard, oh, boxes. audience. Okay, so this is a very random, obscure reference, but if you're watching this and you are a fan of bad, super low-budget movies, cardboard boxes is like a thing in super ultra low budget movies. Really? Action sci-fi movies, action movies. Oh, you're right. Horror. There's always styrofoam like, or some boxes yeah, yeah. that just fall over very easily and like they float away. They float right. over. There's it, so it's like a super cheap, easy prop where it's yeah. like if you need like something to take up super space. low budget where it's like Thunder. oh we're in like a warehouse space and it's all yeah. filled with empty cardboard <laughs> boxes. Just to make it look like something, and the, so then they can throw the boxes around. It very much felt like that. Like two grown men hiding behind two, three or four boxes. rows of smallish cardboard boxes from a guy with a shotgun who's possessed, mm. and maybe that's the reason he's so stupid. But then he figures it out quite right away. Mm -hmm. So uh, shoots at them, doesn't hit them. Yeah. <laughs> Those cardboard boxes aren't fucking keeping... Those are keeping, like, you know, gunshots out of your fucking body. Oh, I guess those were supposed to be boxes of videotapes, maybe. I think that's what that was, but... I mean, let's be kind, I guess. Yeah, I, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But... <laughs> and then he get, he's the one who gets his head blown off, right? Um, uh, how does that happen? But that was another good effect. All of the gore the, effects were... I'm telling you, they spent their money the where they, where they yeah. should have, and... Which, well, for the most part. But it was like, it was so jarring. Mm -hmm. The reason I wanted to sort of bring it up as like a specific thing was that my experience of watching this movie was kind of like, all right, this is kind of like the first, okay, first of all, the first act of the movie, literally nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And the second act, things kind of start to ramp up and we start to get some of those kills. And that it was so jarring mm -hmm. the difference between the kill the kills mm -hmm. and everything else that I was just like, whoa, like what is going on here? Because it woke you up. The kills are legitimately good mm -hmm. and and are also like crazy and over the top and Which fun. We like. And fun. They it's like, oh my god, now we are going completely <laughs> nuts with the kills. That I was just like, why, why did we do this? Why did the why did filmmakers? You make me wait? Yeah, why? Did we, they, why is this movie a quiet and reserved story about two brothers who are estranged coming back together and getting to know each other? It, it, it's like a drama. It's like a very low key drama about estranged family members getting to know each other again who have been mm -hmm. estranged for a long time uh and then 
we get this like crazy outrageous gore and it's like why like we why couldn't we i mean this is all hindsight mm -hmm. but like why, why couldn't we just inject a little more craziness a little more weird they do that in movies they mm -hmm. um they will give you a little taste of something they'll call it a dream they'll they'll, mm -hmm. they'll do whatever kind of like in dolls where mm -hmm. like the the, the, girls the, doll, with the, the teddy bear, bear that mm -hmm. you know like they'll give you a little something to sink your teeth into mm -hmm. to while they're making you wait for all the, the story right. to develop and shit yeah i, I think <laughs> this movie waited too long for it yeah and it felt tonally it's like this is a movie about a board, a haunted board game. Oh yeah, and it didn't come up that well. <laughs> well and, we didn't see it that much. But no, but it, that's the thing, right? Is like it is kind of there, but it's not like Ouija, which did a really good job in the first two acts of having the board game be a key part of the movie Central and the story, and, yeah. and it plays a direct role in everything. This movie. It, they tell you that the board game plays a direct role in everything, but really it's like, it doesn't. Because it's just like, they don't actually play the game. The game plays itself. Right. And there really isn't a game because there is no, there's no like, you need to do the X, Y to win. Right. Or else, if you lose, your father's lost forever. I guess at the very end, but... There, okay, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's very weird. I mean, like, the first trial was so small mm -hmm. that it's like, how is that taking even... Taking up the doll and taking it out. That took, yeah, that's like two, that took, like, five minutes, and they didn't know they were killing anybody, so it's like, oh, here it is, cute. All right, let's go. And it's kind of like... It's an interesting idea because it's it reminded me of that... Um, this I've seen this even modern, but this was something I remember encountering when I was a little kid. That hypothetical situation where um, somebody comes to you and they have—I think they even made a movie about this. But I remember hearing this when I was like ten, uh, where someone tells you, "Okay, somebody comes to you that you don't know, and they have a suitcase full of money, and they tell you, I'll give you.'" this money yeah and all you have to do is press this button but some but if you press this but button somebody, somebody you don't, don't know, know will dies. die yeah they left out that part mm -hmm. and that's the, that would have been that would have created more tension that would have created more like you know um i don't know a, a better sort of moment for them a bit more of a dilemma if they knew but so it that was that might happen. exactly but they were like meh they didn't know they didn't know and not only that but i don't think they ever knew no, they found out. Like they got a they got a call uh, about that happening, and there was a little bit of a conversation about about them trying to tell the cops about the game. But then they were like, "Who's going to believe you?" And they're like, "But that poor girl's going to go to jail." And the cop by a cops, you mean the Dewey character? Yeah, the Dewey character. Uh, the Dewey character who is the entire police force of this town. Does he shoot him with his dad's gun that he found at the video store? Does, does I thought he just brought his own guns with him. No, I mean like the not the cop, but oh. how the cop gets killed. I just can't remember how that happens. Or is it a thing where he somehow turns his own gun on him? Maybe the girl or shoots like him. A weird mishap. I can't remember. I thought it was like a weird yeah. mishap kind of situation because yeah. it was like, oh no, weird chaos, and then all of a sudden half his head gets blown. Yeah. Okay, let's go with that. But and again, it was like a well, reasonably well done effect where it was like, oh, 
you know, clearly it feels like the most important thing. Excuse me, burping. Um, we drink a lot of these, so sometimes you might see us burp. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but uh, that was like the, the most important thing. But, you know, to compare, again, to compare to uh, the Christmas movie that we reviewed. The Killing Tree. Not the Killing Tree, but the British one with the ser- with the guy, the serial killer and the reporter. And uh, the, where he was oh, killing um, the Santas. I can't look. Mm, I can't remember the yeah. name of the evil Santa. No, it was. Uh, it, was it was the Santas were the victims. Christmas evil? No, no. But it no. was the British one. But, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I can't remember. But that was an example of a movie where it was kind of like rough and not so great. But they it put great. special yeah. they put special effort into the kills, and it was like, yeah. oh, the kills make this stand out, and it's kind of fun. But they wait so long to do that. And they're so quick, and there's only, I think, three of them. And the motivation wasn't that great. I mean, okay, so they've come to realize that the game is controlling their destiny and their dad's soul. And they don't seem that uh, jarred. They don't seem that... I mean, they're... Yeah, I feel like there should be more emotional breakdowns if that's going to happen. That's the thing, right? It's like... Tonally, the whole movie is a little off. Yeah. It's off because, like I was saying, if you're making a movie, it should be more. It's a traumatic experience that nobody's reacting to. Yeah, yeah. And if you're making, it's like you have like a choice. If you're making a movie about a board game, a haunted evil board game, mm-hmm. you, I feel like you kind of need to go more on like the fun, crazy side of things than yeah. on the real grounded side of things yeah. which this movie chose to take the yeah. grounded serious kind of drama mm-hmm. and then we have the crazy board game the crazy kills and it's like because even the I was talking about how fun that kills were but they were fun because of the special effects not because yeah. they were meant to be fun right right they were crazy and over the top the kills which was cool but the movie wasn't and this also leads me Again, to another thought that I've been having more recent. This is a more recent thing that I've been thinking with lower budget movies like this, which is that if you're going to make like a super low budget movie like this, I feel like. So, okay, Hollywood movies are sort of restricted by the nature. When bigger budget, bigger studios make bigger budget movies, like even Megan. Which we could call a quote unquote low budget movie, but can we? Well, probably not. Some people would might think of it as a lower budget movie, but oh, you mean because it's not like an MCU shit, right? Exactly. But relatively speaking, compared to this movie, I guarantee you, Megan had probably like four times or five times the budget. I would say ten times. Yeah, maybe ten times. I feel like this movie was made, and I'm not. Trying to be mean, right, right, but, but for less than a million dollars. Yeah, well, I would say with the considering like the actors and 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 because like I thought they were these aren't guys off the street. I think they're you know they they're legitimate actors, and then you got Barbara, but then she's a producer, so who knows? Right. Um, I'm willing to bet that yeah, under three. Right. Under right. three million, and that, and Megan's easily like a twenty million. Right. Like twenty. We could probably, we could probably look that up later. Yeah. But yeah. But um. And so my point, though, is that I feel like if you're making 
a super low budget movie don't uh, i feel like a trap that some of these movies fall into is that they want to look like a bigger budget hollywood movie sure. and they want to feel like a bigger budget hollywood movie i want to feel like a bigger budget hollywood movie. totally everybody does mm -hmm. we all want to feel like a hollywood movie uh but <laughs> They will always. They will fall short. Like they yeah. they did fall short in this movie, and that's a guarantee. And so I feel like there's no reason to try to res to restrict your to put those kinds of restrictions on yourself for no reason. If you're a super low budget movie and you're not beholden to the executives who sure. are going to meddle and make bad decisions, do things that are crazier. Take more risks. That's the shit that people are just going to remember. Right. Yes. Take some chances. Take mm -hmm. some risks. Do some crazy shit. Because there's not going to be the executive telling you, oh, you shouldn't do that because that's too weird. Like, again, I always like to bring up Sam Raimi in the first Evil Dead movie. Which is the, a work of art. Which is a, a classic. Yeah. Extremely low-budget movie. He had no reputation. He's right. a first-time filmmaker. And that movie, on one hand, that movie, I feel like, does take a little bit too long to get going. But once it does get going, it goes completely nuts and crazy. But it carries you, though. Like, it doesn't, even right. though it might take a long time, but you've got really charismatic, you got a very charismatic Bruce Campbell, of course. And then you've got, like, um, a director with vision and mm -hmm. purpose. Right. And you can already tell in like the way that the the camera moves and the way that everything like that the there's set, talent there. that there's yeah. talent there. Yeah. But also oh, that sounded really mean. That sounded right. harsh. <laughs> but uh, but also he took he, that movie. There's kind of nothing else like that movie at that time. Mm -hmm. Like he did new things. Right. He did like yeah. That's right. Like, and he did things in that movie. That, that speeding camera thing. Yeah. yeah that. Uh, that in a larger budget movie, they probably would have told him no, you know, yeah. that you can't do that. And so I he feel figured like it out. Yeah. this movie taking that kind of slower tone and being kind of like that Hollywood, like, we're going to tell this movie about these estranged brothers. It's like, okay, fine. Like, you tell that story, but make it kind of crazy. Like, spice it up. Recognize that you can't compete on a on a level of in terms of cinematographers and editors and camera equipment you can't compete on that level so compete on the level mm -hmm. of doing things that a hollywood movie can't do it's true and characters saying things that can't be said gore that can't be done which this that was where this movie excelled was, was the gore, they yeah. did the gore they were like they went for everybody gets sprayed with blood and you <laughs> see like the head get blown off. And that was great. Totally, I was really grateful that, it wasn't like some CGI bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no CGI, no real attempt to go that route. And this was 2016, so they could have. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I, I was like, this when those things happened, I was like, this is it. Like this is what you want. Like yeah. And not that the whole movie like, but it's just like. This level of energy and uh, and just like craziness and interesting things is like what we should have been seeing. And and if you get with a story about a board game, it's like it should have been like weird, it, you know. It should have been 
there should have been more weirdness and more craziness in terms of the board game and the supernatural and that kind of thing. It really does. Um, I, oh, we are shitting on this movie quite a bit, but sorry. It was an independent movie. You know, the, the likelihood of them seeing this review kind of goes up. <laughs> I know. It's like, this is something I've thought about because on one hand, maybe people don't know, but we, we're very much like, we just record the show. We don't like pay attention, but we did find out recently that one of the filmmakers on a film that you guys reviewed mm-hmm. that I wasn't the stylist, on the show yeah. yet watched. And so we became and aware we love of that fact. movie. So we were gushing about that movie and she was really appreciative. Yeah. And, but I mean, like it has been confirmed though, that some filmmakers have seen, but I mean, clearly, she, you know, she was, she Googled, you know, her movie mm-hmm. and the reviews and then it popped up that way. So if somebody's doing the same for this movie. But maybe, but it can also be viewed like we're literally just regular people talking. We don't know shit. We're, we're, I mean, we're all, we're horror movie fans. Same with T. We've all, we watched tons of horror movies. So we're knowledgeable in terms of that. But we're very much coming from a point of view of regular people. We're not like professional reviewers. You might have gotten confused, but we're not professionals. <laughs> and, we're not, and we're not influenced as professional influ- as or professional viewers. <laughs> where professional reviewers get free invites to ah. premieres. And they may feel obligated to say positive things. Yeah. But also, I, I kind of also hope that, like, I want to say these negative things about the movie not to necessarily be just like, oh, like, look at me. Like, I'm slamming this movie because I'm so smart or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's more also just like, I want to, like, put out their ideas of, like, how things yeah. can be done differently or, like, what, like, the average person, us, who watch, just watch horror movies and enjoy them, don't like. Or like about certain or, things. Or, you know, sadly, like the effect that the movie had and and, mm-hmm. and basically what we're able to see. Because uh, we're not, because, we, because we're not professionals, we're not able to understand or, um, or catch uh, certain issues with a movie anomalies or whatever. But, you know, this is what we can see, basically, mm-hmm. is what we're getting at. Uh, you know, like before, like I couldn't put, I couldn't put my finger on what exactly isn't quite working about what I'm looking at, but I know that it doesn't look like these other things. You know, I know that, you know, we've seen movies where it didn't, it didn't matter as much because they were doing other creative things. Mm -hmm. And the main thing I was going to say before that was that, yeah, you know, like it, um, it kind of, I, I'd like to sort of research a little bit, like how this movie came to be, you know, like whose inspiration it was and what the what the um, the goal was, mm-hmm. yeah. and so, and I think we're kind of so in terms of uh, so okay to get back to the movie specifically, but related to what we're talking about. Now we're kind of getting to the point where the movie starts to pick up more in terms of like another thing I thought they did well was the gate itself. That looked good. Yeah. I, I did like that, yeah. And that was another moment where when they were in that basement mm-hmm. and the gate, there's the gate and we have like the blue and purple lighting that and the fog good, yeah. machine. I was like, this, this, this is what this movie should be. This is what I want. Like seeing that movie poster 
and knowing the premise of the movie, which I feel like also is another, because this, you mentioned seeing, watching this back when it initially came out, which I yeah. tried to do as well, because you see that poster, the which looks awesome. Great. Yeah. And you hear the premise about the video board game, like, which is what? a genius idea. It is really good, yeah. Everything, like the premise, the, the elevator pitch of this good, movie is yeah. genius. Like, if anyone, I think, heard the general pitch of this movie, you'd be like, that's sweet. Uh, but, um, so we, that was, when I saw that, the look of the of the movie, they nailed a really cinematic, cool, interesting yeah. look. And I was like, damn, like, I can't I watched wish they just went. because of that, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I wish they had this lighting and this uh, atmosphere, atmosphere yeah. for the whole thing and not just for these sections because that felt really really cool and like we were getting that because also uh, the movie the movie takes place in modern times but the opening takes place in the 90s right the very the opening of the dad looking at the video mm -hmm. store and then sort of getting a sad look on his face and like, yeah hey. which was I, they did that kind of ominous yeah look. and I'm like what okay but uh did he have the game over was he gonna play the game already? Which and you know to kind of get back to some of the bashing a little bit. I'll get back to the bashing <laughs> again with the game that was not explained well enough. Where why is the dad playing the game? How did the dad end up getting pulled into the game? Did he get pulled into the game? Mm -hmm. Did he die? Was that ever resolved? No, he showed up at the end, but we don't yeah, know if that he was. was not, I think he was already dead. But also, was that even had, him? Ooh. Because it's almost... It, this movie reminded me a bit of Hellraiser kind of style. Sure. Where it's like, is that the dad? Or is that like a demon pretending... Or something pretending to be the dad? Yeah. Because remember how he acts. Because he was cool. mean. He wasn't yeah. nice. It wasn't, you know... I felt like that was a demon pretending that was, to be the And dad. they did have to ultimately stab him to death in order to win. So likely that wasn't his dad. their dad. <laughs> And again, this is where I felt like it kind of fell, the movie kind of fell down where it's like, why do we need to kill the dad? How does that resolve things? What are we resolving? Like, did, you know what I mean? Because they're kind of setting up this story of the estranged brothers and the missing dad, but it's like, how are we actually resolving that story at the end of the movie? Like, I didn't feel like that was quite a thing. The brothers got back to, were friendly again. That was the resolution. Well, they kind of, bond, yeah, they kind of bonded over they the took experience. Him to the hospital. Yeah. But what, like, in terms of the dad, I don't know what, did we resolve? I guess with the dad? The, what should have happened or what the goal of the movie was that here's the dad being abusive and maybe he's not the real dad. Maybe he's demon dad. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that they overcome the fear that they had as children of their dad, and like actually, and actually fighting. Well, at the beginning, where the dad first confronts his son with the glasses, mm -hmm. like he hesitates, he doesn't actually fight back right away because, the yeah, the son because he's still carrying the weight of mm -hmm. of that trauma that he had with his dad, mm -hmm. and so it's basically somehow getting around that to fight his dad. And then they both kill him together and shit. Yeah, which felt like, I don't know why. Then there was another monster that the other one had to kill, right? Who was that? I don't Because they both had somebody they were fighting, right? 
Yeah, I don't remember. And then the girlfriend was just hanging out. Did she get killed? No, she got possessed, sort of, entranced, and she went down to the basement. So they had to follow her down there, I want to say. And uh, and then that's when they saw the gate, and then that's where the dad came out. But then there was another ghoul that came out, because I could have sworn it wasn't two against one. It was two against two. Yeah. I, I literally just watched this movie. And it didn't... I, like 24 oh. hours ago, and it doesn't... Will I you can't space remember. out? Yeah. I, the thing is, I actively watched it. I wasn't, like... Working at the same time. Yeah. yeah, At at first, I was reading at the same time and I kept missing the big things. Yeah. Because, you know, they'd be like a boring scene. I'm like, okay, work, work, work. Where did that blood come from? And then I have to, like, you know, rewind. I was like, shit. I I actually did watch it. And yeah, I have a hard time remembering the end because it became kind of muddled uh, and just became kind of like, Things happen. Yeah, no, the, the story, unfortunately, was not, like, a solid, coherent story. Yeah. it's It established what was happening pretty clearly at the beginning. But as it went along, it was sort of like, is, the, like, is this a story about this family? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> sort of learning about and them reconciling with each other and sort of resolving these past issues mm-hmm. or is this like a weird story about this board game and are we and sort of a tales from the crypt as we mentioned how he was sort of like the crypt keeper the guy at the store yeah you know is it a sort of weird story about this board game and it's supposed to be both but i feel like unfortunately they went either. on they yeah so they leaned more into the drama piece part of it and they yeah. opted to go with more character development scenes, which while if we were getting the whole meal, it would have been great. But um, they opted with those scenes, which I, uh, I not sorry because they're cheaper. Uh, but maybe they should have really leaned more into creepier vibes, creepier scenes, mm-hmm. and left maybe the narrative or the the story development to like you know I don't know like quicker scenes or or spoken like don't you remember with blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to sort of make it more interesting because it just ended up being like, oh, we're in a bar. Oh, we're in your living room. Yeah. Oh, we're in your dining room. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, you know. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, and that was, again, you know. And then, and then if you want to talk a little bit more shit, <laughs> the, uh, the storekeeper, who we yeah. liked, but it's like, those scenes were pointless. He offered yeah. absolutely, the only piece of information he offered was like, once you start the game, you have to keep playing, which... I'm pretty sure they would have fucking figured out, you know, so that guy didn't do shit. Yeah, no. So, oh, and they stole the, the knife from him, which did we know that was important? Did they really need that specific oh, knife? Oh, yeah, like that rich, right, the rich, which he used to stab the dad to, to defeat him <laughs> so with the ritual knife, yeah, which right. was a key item he needed to stab. That nobody ever, that no, we didn't get any background on or anything. It's just and like, he just stole one. it randomly. Too. Look he over just, there. He just lifted it because he felt like the store guy was being a jerk, so he stole it to get revenge. I, well, but I think he did identify it as the one in, like pictured in the game. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, but it was still like, oh, there it is. Well, and also he, when they went out to the car after, he was like, I stole the knife. You're like, you might want to get like, away first. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But so the yeah, I had thoughts about the guy, the store owner guy. So. 
he's sort of a classic yes. movie horror character. Yes. Uh, that we the see in other yeah. movies. Where, cloak wearing eccentric. And he's like the guy, he is like the store owner from Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the character finds a random store, a weird store, gets something from the store. And then and a lot of times in these classic stories, when they try to re-find the store later, it's, it's gone. It was only there that first time that they uh, wandered <laughs> into it by accident. But that character in this movie, he offered like way too literal of information. Mm-hmm. Like usually that character will sort of pretend like I'm just a regular store owner. There's nothing unusual about this item. And then the person who buys item is like, no, there definitely is. Like, this is a <laughs> weird item. And they're just like, oh, like, you think so? But, <laughs> yeah. But this guy, he was, like, very literal. He was like, oh, did you try playing the game? You, you will die. <laughs> and remember, I think he even said, you need to read the rule book for the game. Yeah. You didn't read the rule book. And I was like, okay, what? <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> has that to do with anything? And so he felt a little bit inserted into the movie for fun. Like, they wanted to put that character yeah, in. Yeah, I think but so, too. He didn't really feel like... He didn't move the story along in any significant no. way. And he didn't play, like... It didn't play into anything. Like, in fact, the father having the game early in the movie and using the game, it felt like they were establishing something like the father was trying to use the game to accomplish something, mm-hmm. th- something sketchy or mysterious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Almost like the box in Hellraiser. Like he was trying to get this item so that he could then use the item to get something Ultimate else. Ultimate pleasure. Yeah, whatever. But it, that was never really dealt with. Like, why did the father yeah. get the game? Why was he playing the game before he disappeared? Which would have been really um, savory bits of like storytelling. Mm-hmm. It would have it would have developed the story there too. So yeah, like the 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 developments that they chose were very sort of bleh. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the 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 tension between the brothers could have done could have been done in a more effective way. The whole background with that, with Hank didn't really need to be there. No, he was kind of random. Yeah. Character, um, the, the relationship between him and the girlfriend, um, kind of shallow as it matter. was, it didn't really matter. They were attacked by zombies a couple of times. And I'm wondering if that was because they weren't playing the game because it was the game trying to get them to, but they sh- if that was the case, because otherwise they're fucking just random, just like oh, randomly attacking you as part of the game to yeah. as for obstacles, and that's, you know. And that's the problem too is like, what are the rules? You know, yeah. what's the game? What's the lore? What's no the lore? lore? No, no game. No, no rules. No, no lore. And they tried the store owner like that was sort of an attempt to have. That lore. should have been that. That that yeah. he should have given them like a whole. That way. should have been yeah. the lore. Other than, like, no, it keeps coming back, you should play, you're gonna die. Like, we should have found out at some point during the movie why the father got the game, mm-hmm. why was the father playing the game, right? and why did the father end up disappearing because of the game. It and, should have been a scary Jumanji, for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Jumanji. And and then how does the characters, the current characters playing the game, how does that then play into them rescuing their father 
and why does that matter? Not to sound hard, obviously they want to rescue their father, but in terms of like the story and the family dynamics. Yeah, there should have been a little bit of tension, like maybe fuck him, you know, let him stay. It should have played in, because it's like, we get these kind of stories in horror, and uh, like Twilight Zone was mm-hmm. really good at telling stories like this, where you're telling like, where the horror the horror and supernatural elements are like an ale- I don't know if allegory is the right term. They're like a element of some to keep things interesting where you're actually telling this story it's about family allegory, yeah. about family dynamics and family estrangement. And that's that's, like and that. Right, that's, that's like a that's, thing. That's a thing. Totally. But we didn't get that. We didn't really get the story. They tried. Yeah, they tried. The whole like, oh, you know, overcoming your, you know, the the bad relationship that you had with your father mm-hmm. and getting and out your from brother a, and, and yeah, getting out from under his thumb kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was that that was that kernel there. But, but it didn't feel satisfying. No, like we were getting that complete story yeah. of like, oh, now that we've reached the end, we we get this. Now it's like, oh, okay. I'm trying to think of an example. Of that, but that I can't think of. Of what? Like a... Of sort of like the like, now we're kind of resolved things and we have this kind of moment of like, you know, like, oh, like we've kind of solved the mystery. And... Uh, hereditary. <laughs> yeah, hereditary. It's totally. all about the, the baggage that you carry from, totally. you know, your, your parents yeah. and, and how you push it forward. Although in that one, it was pretty sad because it was mm-hmm. it was you, the mystery is resolved but the evil lives on or the 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 trauma lives on right and that's a perfect example of where hereditary is about families and mm-hmm. relationships the horror element is like over here really and and yeah that's a good example of something that really pulls it off in mm-hmm. a big way damn but um yeah this one it's just like it felt like it was, it didn't know, like, did it want to be the weird, wacky movie about the board game, or yeah. did it want to be this more serious, grounded movie about the relationships? It, we never kind of got either, unfortunately. Yeah. And, like, uh, T mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's not until the end where we get those shots and that feel and that feeling of the, the poster. poster yeah of seeing like oh this is the movie i wanted and again to compare it to another movie um the guest the uh the good uh, movie with uh what's you know the i can't remember his name he's hot though the guy who uh is the like military um trained assassin who downtown abbey yeah down the downtown (laughs) abbey guy that movie very much accomplishes what this movie was trying to accomplish in terms of that look and feel of mm-hmm. like that 90s, 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Purple, neon. But you know, think of like Reanimator though. Yeah. Like, there is like, come on, that was like the lowest of the budgets. Mm-hmm. And man, that movie fucking carries, you know? Yeah. Like it, it, it's aging like super well. And it's just, it's a fantastic movie because there's, you know, they were very economical with their story. They were very economical with. You know, with with everything, you know, they just made sure that they could do what they wanted to do the best way possible. And, and uh, 
Reanimator had that had the writing. Mm-hmm. The storytelling and the writing was on point with Reanimator, where that movie almost it's like if you took out the gore mm-hmm. and horror, you would have like a daytime soap opera. <laughs> like it, it can almost stand on its own without those elements. Well, and I don't want to say that you really need to find a gem of an actor that's undiscovered to make something work. But I mean, like Jeffrey Combs and that, just like the the actors in Beyond the Gates, I you know I I thought they were I thought they were good. I I thought they you know they did well. But like they, but it's we, I mean, like Jeffrey Combs has just got this weird charisma mm-hmm. that just fills the whole fucking like screen. So I mean, um, yeah, when, no, it's true. Like when people talk about the the it factor he has it yeah it's like and and we we sort of have talked about some of these uh uh, sort of maybe unfair not no they're not unfair comparisons to movies like evil dead Mm -hmm. um you really oh god this is gonna sound so harsh but (laughs) you really do see like the talent of some of those people involved Mm -hmm. Like, you see the core talent of Sam Raimi when you watch Evil Dead. Yeah. And you see the core talent of, uh, like, Jeffrey Combs uh, when you watch Reanimator and the, and the people involved in Reanimator, where even though there's a super low budget, uh, the talent shines through. Yeah. God, that sounds so mean. But, uh, <laughs> You're such a mean girl. God. But, uh, um, but this like, but it can be a learning. Experience. Like people have to grow, and they have to learn, and they have to, and they have to do. Yeah, like, good luck no, saving that. You can't, <laughs> you can't just be like the perfect filmmaker or actor straight That's out true. of the gate. And so, uh, who I was actually watching a thing. I don't know if it was a movie review where I was watch. I watch so much shit now because I work from home. Uh, yeah, but um, where somebody was saying. Uh, like they were talking about movie reviewing and they were saying, I like, if I'm being negative to a low budget movie, I want it to sort of be like, I feel like the, if these filmmakers keep making movies that they will get better, that this is like the, like, as long as they keep doing it, it will get better. And it feels like... No one's a genius from the get-go. I mean... Like, unless you are a genius you are... from the get-go. <laughs> well, you know what I but mean? But that's like, so rare. I'm that's sure so there's rare. a bunch of, like, Sam Raimi Super 8s we've never seen yeah, before. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, uh, you can find... Uh, uh, what's it called? In Within the Woods or In the Woods, which is the first version of Evil Dead before Evil Dead. And oh, that's really? like... I mean, it's you see the core talent in it, anyways, <laughs> but it's much worse than. Yeah, but um, but yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, there are a lot of good things about this movie. There are moments where, like the as we said, the visuals, like the gate, look really good. They the were very respectful. Really they good. were respectful for the core. They were respectful towards the gate. Although that's the thing, the gate. They should have used the gate a lot more. Mm-hmm. In fact, the gate shouldn't have been in the basement. The gate should have been like this otherworldly. It should have been this otherworldly space that opened up when you played the game. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden you find yourself in a darkened garage, yes, but, like, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, the same thing that they did, except don't show the stairs. 
and make the whole room dark and all of a sudden you're standing in front of a gate. Right, that right. should have been like the entire time that should have been everything they did because that was the coolest bit, you know? Like uh, that reminds me of uh, Insidious. Remember in Insidious when mm-hmm. they go to the other side? Like, yeah, exactly. They should have done some shit like that. And it's literally I mean, it's not just... expensive, but that could be just like a darkened room. But in, in Insidious, it's almost like Halloween haunted house style. Like it's yeah. the same house, but all they do is just put the makeup on people and they put some smoke and fog and they just, Boom. it's almost like <laughs> the world. Yeah. It's, it's all in camera. You know, there's no CGI or advanced mm-hmm. visual effects. It's all in camera, like haunted house style. Um, yeah. And that's like the point I was making earlier and about this movie where that this movie really kept making me think because of the gate, the good parts of the gate and the good parts of mm-hmm. the gore, I was like, fuck, they should have just, they should have just gone with these feel with this feel for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Don't try to make the Hollywood estranged family movie. Make a weird, crazy movie about a board, a haunted board game. You know what I mean? Take all that interesting, crazy shit that you did and apply it to the rest of the movie don't give us the the like grounded realistic brother drama yeah they really i mean it would have been uh to do that than to add elements uh, of that were or to know that the motivation between how they interacted with each other that that was the background there's small elements of how they treat each other that would that would have revealed that story as the Mm -hmm. time went on would have been like really interesting tidbits on top of like a more sort of you know, fantastical story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Make the dra- make the family drama take a slight backseat, or to inform the their behavior rather than like mm-hmm. you know be actual scenes in the movie. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if they are going to be like kind of scenes in the movie, maybe just the first fifteen or ten minutes of the movie, and then start getting into adding into some weird sh- shit because. Yeah, it's just that thing of like, it's it's so fatalistic sounding, but it's like, you can't compete, okay? Yeah. Like, understand, you cannot compete with Hollywood. Yeah. So just, it's this idea, there's an idea in uh, low budget film, in low budget anything, filmmaking, record making, we, we like punk rock music. We play punk rock music. There is a philosophy in the world of low budget art creation of like, um, oh my God, I'm losing my train of thought. Don't compete with Hollywood. Don't compete with the big boys in terms of money. You have to compete in terms of uniqueness. Yeah, do your own thing and recognize that being outside of the normal system has its advantages. Use your limitations. That's what I was trying to say. Use your limitations as advantages. Take, recognize that you cannot compete on that high level. And so use the things that you can do that they can't do to your advantage. Because they as a no budget or low budget filmmaker, you are not, or a low, no or low budget music maker 
or whatever, yeah. <clears throat> you are outside of the normal system, and therefore you are not subject Beholden to the Beholden to the playbook that they have to yeah, live that by. they yeah. have to live by. And so you can do more original and weird and unique things and should do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, I agree. But now we have to make a horror movie so that people can criticize us. Seriously. And then we can, like, you know, put our money where our mouth is. I know, right? Especially when you offer, like, other ideas. Like, I think it would be better if they did this. That's when you're, like, entering into the territory of, like, well, if you think if you you're know better, smart, you, then you should do it. That's what, if the people who are involved in this movie are watching this podcast right now, they're like, motherfucker, we were trying to do that shit. It's so easy it for your fucking couch. Yeah, it's so it's easy for you to it say. Is, it's so easy from the couch. We were trying to do that, but we were limited by this, this, and this, and yeah. you don't even know. And so that's true. That's like, true. I acknowledge that. Like, I'm not even trying to shit on the people who made this movie. Because... We just spent like an hour and 34 minutes doing that. Thing. Longer than the runtime <laughs> of the movie. Yeah. Which was smart, by the way. They, it's like an hour and 20 minute movie. Oh, I didn't notice. Okay. It was a little... Which I was like... Thank you. I was like, if you know your movie needs to be shorter... Then make it shorter. Don't make it an hour and a half. Don't there should have been a lot of like evil setty, evil sets. Like by that I mean like stage sets of like you know something creepy looking. Mm-hmm. But everything was just in the living room. And you know what would have been really funny? Um, they sh- the girlfriend shouldn't have been there. They should have like had a quick little scene where she kisses him goodbye. She's just having a a girl weekend and just like in a bubble bath reading books. But then, like, they're playing a game that's affecting, that can affect her and can hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, oblivious yeah. and, like, you know. When that never comes up, right? Because she was I, never really, I mean, she was kind of in danger in the movie, but not really. Like, nothing happens to her. So it's, like, yeah. you could have left her at home and then, like, shown her getting mysteriously hurt and not understanding what's going on. And that would have been, like, a, a, like a more interesting approach to just yeah. having her around and have nothing really happen. And there's no, uh, there is no element of, like we were talking about with the push the button and someone dies. There wasn't, there was never an element where it was like, oh my God. Like we have to play the game and we have to make this move in the game. We know something shitty is going to happen. Even when the cop died, it was like Mm self-defense. So there was no, you know, internal, you know, turmoil Mm -hmm. about the decisions that they had to make. And there was no win state for the game there was no like we know when this happens we've won (laughs) we need to do this to win we never really felt that when it was like oh my god we have to complete this last step so that we can win the game so that this happens and i have i have a tiny little criticism Mm -hmm. this is a baby one so um didn't the original cassette that comes with it Beyond the gates, mm-hmm. wasn't it like on a like a, a blank? Tape? Yeah, it was like no labels on the tape. Yeah, it was like why? Like the box has a nice label. Why can't the video, like the VHS, have a nice label? The weird thing was is that it was that was a weird thing because it was like they were trying to say on one hand that this was like a real oh, game, yeah, but on the other hand they were trying to say this was like a supernatural game that But the supernatural exists. can't like fucking have a nice label on this fucking cassette. But they have the box label and the Yeah, and, and, and the, the board is, is like nice. It's not like it's made out of not the tape. Or some shit. Yeah. It's not some necronomicon kind of bullshit. 
And also they That would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also they, you know, yeah, no, totally. Because it's like, is it a mass-produced game? Which it obviously can't be because it's supernatural. Mm -hmm. And it's we find out it's sold through that guy mm -hmm. at the... It's not Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Ouija board. But, uh, yeah, no, exactly. And like we say, I have to bring up again that the game itself, I was like, an another criticism that I had with that kept popping in my head while watching it was th this game, and we mentioned it before, is not well thought out enough. It's not well designed as like a mousetrap is a more better designed game yeah. than this one, and it's for children. Yeah, and and for a movie that is about a the game, yeah. it's like this is the movie about VHS board games from the early nineties. I felt like they did not research uh, enough VHS board games from the 90s and then incorporate that into the story. We could have done a choose or die. You got to watch that. I liked it. He hated it. Another thing that popped into my head a lot was um, I like the show uh, Community a lot. Yeah, you do. And I'm a huge <laughs> fan of that show. And uh, there's an episode all about VHS board games. Really? Yeah. Did I forget that one? It's in the later seasons. I like the, the crazier seasons. The where, actually crazy seasons. It's uh, in the later seasons where Abed and uh, and the girl, the nerdy girl, what's her name? The br brunette. Oh, I know girl. who you're talking about. Uh, Allison Brie, but I can't yeah. remember her name in the in the show. They live together in the mm -hmm. later seasons, and they and Troy has is no longer part of the show and mm -hmm. he's moved out. And so they're trying to get a new roommate to, to replace Troy. And uh, um, Brie Larson, not Brie Larson, Brie... Uh, it's uh, Alice Alison Brie. Brie. Wants to have her brother move in. And her brother is like a is kind of a lot like Abed. He's like super nerdy and like uh, on the spectrum. And, um, and so they have a contest because... Um, Abed wants his girlfriend to move in, and Allison Brie wants her brother to move in. So they have a they play a contest board game, VHS board game, and that episode is heavily like VHS board games and how they worked is like heavily heavily figured into. And these guys should have watched episode. that. Yeah, and I kept thinking, <laughs> I kept thinking like they needed to do that for this movie because if you're gonna make a movie where that's the premise of the mm -hmm. movie then you gotta make it the focus and it needs to be like they need to be like we're gonna make little tropes and jokes about this game that you might not even know about unless you know about these games you know yeah. what i mean because that's what this is about like when you saw that movie poster not only is it the visuals of the movie poster, but it's the concept of, oh, this is about a 90s VHS board game. That's awesome. That's cool. So it was a little bit too much of an afterthought. There wasn't enough thought put into the game mm -hmm. is what I'm getting at. It's and, too bad. And into into the, like, <laughs> this game is part of the story and this is what we need to do to win. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, shall we wrap did it up you, a little bit? Oh, did yeah, you we should. Well, yeah. I, no, I, <laughs> we'll wrap it up.
but I was like, I was just going to say like, yeah, I feel like, you know, we kind of don't give necessarily ratings to movies. We kind of talk about yeah, the I, bad mine's things. Mine's like a yes or like, I love it or I mm-hmm. hate it. You know, actually, well, there's there's now a middle ground, which is like, eh. Yeah. I feel like I can't recommend this movie necessarily because it's just, it's like, it's not quite there. It's not as bad as the tree Yeah, since I've been at the show, we've reviewed some bad movies, but bad movies that are fun, like the tree. There was the other tree. Tree Revenge. Well, no, uh, the tree. I thought Tree Revenge was. Which one was the bad one? The British. The British one was the Killing Tree, and Tree Revenge was was the the sixteen minute one. Yeah, and I felt like I feel like Tree Revenge is maybe one of the only movies that we've kind of been like, this is generally bad. The killing no tree revenge was the one we liked. Oh, the killing tree. Yeah. Yeah. And but we've reviewed bad movies like there was that other tree movie, the um with the nanny who who is uh the nanny who is like a wood nymph who uh kidnaps the baby. She's like the nanny, remember? Oh yeah. I we, cannot remember the name of that, but I remember no, that, yeah. But like so we've reviewed some bad movies that are entertaining and fun or like uh, the happening. Um, <laughs> but I feel like as as harsh as it's going to be, I feel like this falls more into the, like, this is kind of generally not that great uh, range of movies where even on like the fun level of, you know, like, can you have fun with this as a bad movie? Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you can have fun with the kills, and you can have fun with the gate shots. Yeah, and that's like ten percent of the movie. Oh. And Barbara. And Barbara. Who, there's nothing her. wrong with Barbara. She does great. She's a beautiful woman with big yeah. eyes. And she does a good job, and she does her thing. But you know, it's like those. Like I was saying, it's like those old classic low budget movies where they're like, we've got this famous person in the movie and then they're in it for like two minutes. Yeah. You know, and it's like she's in it for like five minutes at the most. She's the host of yeah. the show. But of the game, but and also like Watch the, out. Oh, <laughs> the uh you know, even the video part or even her part of the board game was a bit lacking. Cause she has her scenes where they play the tape and she says, you know, her stuff. But usually in those VHS board games, what's on the VHS tape is kind of more incorporated into the game. And they, I felt like they could have incorporated that more into the game in terms of her being like giving clues about. What oh, she, you're you right. Because I mean, that's the whole point, right? Is like yeah. you're supposed to. Um, it's, yeah, it, at this one, it's basically she's just hosting, she doesn't actually. You're right, she doesn't give the information. The video doesn't need to be there. Right. In fact, the video doesn't have any part of, like, well, unless it, even, I'm guessing the game starts when you open the board. Now, I mean, if we were to make that assumption, then the video doesn't need to be there at all. It's just to see Barbara. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like, that's, yeah. Which even plays into, like, why did the father even disappear? Like, what happened or what? 
was in the game or what did he fail in the game that caused him to even disappear that would then become the stakes for the other the kids where it's like they can't fail in the same way or else they'll get sucked into the game you know what i mean like there was literally no like he lost the game because of this reason and now he's trapped in the game mm -hmm. jumanji yeah jumanji like horror version of jumanji that would have been cool that like that elevator pitch this is the horror movie version of Jumanji. Take my money. Yeah, like that's it right there. <laughs> but unfortunately, that is not what this review is. I think this might be the harshest review we've ever given. <laughs> well, the killing Except tree. For the killing tree. Because that one sucked. But yeah. they had a great house. Um, yeah, what do you think? Should we wrap it up? Are we doing Cocaine Bear next week? Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this though, just to wrap before we wrap up. This movie, mm -hmm. this oh movie gosh, versus okay. Killing Killing Tree, mm -hmm. and this movie, I give the filmmakers for this movie more points than Killing Tree because Ooh. they this movie made much more of an attempt right. to do something. Killing Tree was Kill like Tree. a lot of CGI though. Shit. Yeah, there was laziness on Killing Tree that I felt like was just literal laziness where they were like. They could have spent like five minutes trying to think of something better. We came up with ideas that were objectively better than what they did in Killing Tree. That's right. And we came up with those ideas on the spot while we were recording. This movie made an attempt that more than Killing Tree. They they made the attempt and it, did, it fell short a bit, but they did it. They actually, they were trying to do something with this movie. I'll get... Feeling guilty, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's real positive. That's actual positive. You're right, though. They, they There was effort. There should be versus... an award. Yeah. It's, there's the F. What's the what's e. the uh, E what? for effort? Like you like. Uh, but it's a green ribbon. But it's the it's not the E Maybe for effort place, award. Huh? It's the you were trying to do something award. <laughs> you you were trying to make an attempt. You tried. You put that effort in, and you did the thing to try to do it, at least. Yeah. It still sounds like catty, though. we got to make a movie so they can review us. Yeah. We're going to make a movie, and then you guys can shit on it. <laughs> or you can love it, because it could be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to happen. Because <laughs> the genius and charisma. <laughs> because it's just going to be, like, all gore and violence for nonstop. Nice. It'll just be, like, continuous uh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I love it. It. <laughs> It'll be well, you know what, what those movies that had like the most amount of blood. They used to keep track of that. Back in the oh day. really? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I acted surprised. And like Reanimator, which we just talked about, is one of them that used like the most amount of blood. And Evil Dead, of course, because they have the fire hoses. Of blood. Remind me of the Peter Jackson one. Oh yeah, yeah. Dead Alive? Or? Dead Alive. I'm pretty sure that's actually one of the ones. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a lot of luck there. From and that life. one. Genius. Mm -hmm. Dead Alive. That was very... And then but that, that one has more of a budget than... That, I mean, like, the, all those, like, costumes and blood, that costs a lot of money, I bet. But still a relatively low-budget movie. Very low-budget, yeah. You know, made probably more on par with Evil Dead 2 budget-wise mm -hmm. than with Evil Dead and I don't feel like that movie had like a standout like actor, although I really like what's her name? Like Chiquita or something like that. 
in Dead, the Dead it, Alive. Yeah. There was that guy, like the kind of dorky guy. He was the, cute, but he wasn't like, he wasn't a Bruce Campbell, and he wasn't a Jeffrey Combs. No, he was, yeah. He but was, then, like, the movie had, like, you know, Peter Jackson's, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peter Jackson is kind of the main thing behind that Aura, movie. All over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Unless you want to keep going. I no, mean, no. We're, oh my God! It's it's all, I, that's why I've been trying to wrap it up. It's been a long yeah. time. <laughs> this was, uh, and so yeah, T. So let's check on T. I'm a little worried. I mean, we his... we basically like left him like roadkill. Like we were like, okay, let's just keep going. But I feel like he would have wanted it. Oh wait, he would have wanted us to continue and well, finish the podcast. And this happened before, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, was it when he went to L.A.? I think so. Or, and he had or bad Vegas. internet. I can't remember which one yeah. it was. He went to one of the con- the cons. Yeah. And uh, had bad internet at his hotel mm-hmm. and got cut out. So, uh, but yeah, he would have wanted. He, he would want us. He would want us to continue. He would want us to continue. It's so, what he would have wanted. Thank you all for hanging out with us. I know we had some technical issues, but we. We bulldozed ahead. <laughs> we definitely bulldozed a movie. <laughs> of course, Slash and Cast podcast. That's right. As usual. Um, we are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. We are, I think we have a face. I don't know. Facebook? No, no we don't Facebook. have that. Oh, maybe. We miss you, T, and uh, we'll catch you next week. We know what, what, do we know what animal we're doing? We're doing cocaine Is bear? It cocaine bear next week or Buffering it. We might be buffering, but I'm watching it on Friday. So, right. you know, and I could have had tickets it. today, but podcast. So. Yeah, we'll have to. I, I think he mentioned at the beginning we we're going to figure out what the schedule is. We'll text it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. But maybe Cocaine Bear. And then I was also wondering if we'll stop in a sec. <laughs> okay. But did, is there any, because he was saying, because Zoophobia is the name of the next uh-huh. one. Uh huh. Is there a horror movie that actually takes place or revolves around in a zoo? <gasps> I picked mine already. I'm going with Willard. But what are you? Oh, doing? Willard! I just thought of one. Oh my god! It might have to be my choice. Okay. Because it does revolve what around is a zoo. Is Cat People the original Cat People movie Ooh. from the 1940s? Cool. Because that does actually revolve around a zoo and animals. Ooh. Ooh. Cat People. Cat People. All right. All right. Good night. See you next week.